0: Welcome to Game Like Training Radio, where we're helping you to understand how to learn and practice more effectively. Hey, I'm one of your hosts, Cordy Walker.
1: And I'm your co-host, Matthew Cook. And today we are back with Stuart Morgan and... If you didn't listen to last week's episode, then I advise you go back and listen to it. Otherwise, this one's going to sound a a little weird because what we're doing is now analyzing some of the strategies and, and some of the concepts that Stuart implemented with this student. We're now going to dig deep and figure out why Stuart did what he did.
0: 100%. And I think this is one of the most fascinating things you can do you know, when you're talking with someone that's really good at their craft and no doubt Stuart is, is really good at coaching junior golfers. So we get to kind of figure out why he does what he does and you know what some of the the good things are that to look for with junior golfers and some of the some of the things that potentially encourage them to do so this is a a really good conversation again if you didn't listen to last week's make sure to go back on the podcast or on the site tune into that and then join us back for the uh for the analysis as we pretend that we're amateur uh Researchers and (laughs) diving into this conversation.
1: Anyways, yeah, you know it's fun though because I mean everyone has their own like opinions of you know what they should do with kids and how they should interact with the parents and that whole dynamic. So this is a real case study. This this girl's really good. Absolutely, you know she's one of the best uh, junior golfers in the UK and you know one of the best out there. So. It's going to be really cool to see why Stuart did what he did and then other people can build their strategies, future strategies off of something that's worked.
0: It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it.
1: When we look at the the relationship between the coach and the student and the parent, I often hear and see that sometimes parents are quite hard on the kids and sometimes some parents aren't quite hard on the kids. And Coaches tend to move away from it and they don't try to educate the parent. A lot of coaches want their parents to almost not be involved. That's what I've experienced. How have you navigated through that? And do you have any sort of guidelines for coaches to go away and use when they're faced with this type of situation? Because I'm faced with it quite often and I'm pretty sure there's other coaches out there too. Do you have any guidelines
2: didn't yeah, I mean, push. I think when I kind of reflect back, Matty, about this the whole thing, it's you know, I was kind of torn to start with with regards to with junior golf. Or do I keep the student or, or the sorry the parent away, or do I I really kind of get them involved? And when I started to understand a little bit more of the social element, and you know, the, I, I felt that they were a massive part of it, and I really don't believe in that they should be kept away to start with. And that was really the the t- the turning point for me to start to have better relationships with junior uh, golfers and their and their parents because I have a different relationship with the parent than I do with with the junior golfer but I do have a relationship with them I spend time with them you know I walk golf courses with them I don't just say they you know, stay away they're going to have a lesson you know I'll go to tournaments with them yeah. and you know even even little things where you know, you, the one thing I always say to them to start, I'm like I'm not going to teach, I'm not going to tell you about parenting your son or your daughter. You know, everything we talk yeah. about is going to be in context of golf and what, and we're all in this together to, to help guide this player to wherever they kind of want to go. And I think once we start to, to define roles and we start to have clear understanding of that, then it's much easier within that relationship that kind of answer your question yeah for sure and uh,
1: another one's just come to mind now what i'm sure you've experienced this but uh, what have you done in the past like let's say you're trying to work with one of your students on on this thing but their parent is completely against it or you see something that is like a huge red flag how do you approach that situation have you kind of let things slide or how have you approached like a red flag situation between what the parent is doing to what you would prefer happening?
2: I I, I think it's very much, you know, again, when I look back at at situations where I confront it, you you know, most of the time, and I, I have let things go at times as well. And it's just figuring out where I am in the relationship with the parent, because at the start, you know, it's still a, still a, you know, very new and a little bit fragile. But really, if the parent is also understanding their roles, the same as I understand my role and the player understands their role, then once that's kind of clear at the start, it does always give you opportunities to say, look, come on, let's and I'll pull, maybe pull them aside, maybe talk to them after, maybe give them another call and just explain to them that the, you know this is you're crossing over here. You know, we're crossing over into the area where it's going to be detrimental to the player. You know, and we're not talking about your son or your daughter, we're talking about the golfer in that aspect. Yeah. You know, yeah. talking I mean, about uh, you know, homework and eating the greens and you know that <laughs> then if I start crossing over too much into there, then I I deserve to be turfed out. You know, so it's it's kind of a to and fro, but again, it's it's really about setting the roles to start with and, and once everybody knows that the, the actual communication is pretty easy
1: yeah, yeah you know what My, just there mentioning roles um, that leads me on to another question you, you've obviously read Bloom's theory with the early stages middle and, and later stages and where at the early stages of uh, a relationship between the player and the coach it's uh, especially in the, the, the beginning stages of this player's participation in the sport it's generally geared more towards being fun um and then the middle being more intense and the later stages being more about really guiding the player how i mean it's all well and good reading the theory and reading yeah. the book and Benjamin Bloom's research and all of the studies but i guess you've actually experienced it in real time in golf which is sometimes unheard of with theories that you that you read about because they're associated with different sports and although there's similarities You've experienced this in golf. Can you give us some some of your thoughts on Bloom's work, but in its in its practicality?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was actually interesting because I you know i I somewhat feel that I didn't know that stuff at the start of the relationship. It was only later that you know I did start to read about it and and understand it a little bit more. my My initial thought was always, when she was eight, and I kind of watched her, it was very much okay how do I keep this player in the game? You know, that, that, that was kind of like where it came to. And because if I got too intense with it, like to start with and too much focused on, yeah, we're going to play this tournament, this tournament, this tournament, and so on and so forth, the chances are, because I'd seen it with, a, with another couple of players, it, there's a higher chance that she would have just like lost interest with it. So that kind of, it started with that, and we we just went down the route of saying, "Look, we're not going to get a golf handicap until you know, I think it was twelve or thirteen, until she could reach or reach every hole on her golf course from the ladies' tees in regulation." That was kind of the guidelines, and all we did up until then was do all sorts of stuff. You know, we went out played short courses, we threw nerf balls around. She hit balls <laughs> with baseballs and actually the stuff that happened after that as she started to get it was a lot to do with her and it was a lot to do with kind of reading the situation with her to to how that she was starting to you know take it a little bit more seriously so i also had to pick up on what she wanted rather than me just having that pure ideology of what what yeah, how, yeah. how i think it should be and then as we uh, and it really kind of tailed into okay then she got a golf handicap and she was able to play a few more kind of events. But at that time it was a case of saying, okay, she's older, a little bit more mature, she's stronger. She'd been through a growth spurt. So it was easier to actually navigate that more a little bit more intense with regards to her training, a little bit more specific with her training, a little bit more about, you know, scoring, you know, in her training. And then as we kind of moved away from that, when she has all these skill sets now, it is just about, you know, kind of being a little bit more of a mentor now, rather than making sure that she's, that she can bounce ideas off me. I can set her kind of task, be a bit more, again, a bit more specific on certain criterias that she needs to train in because yeah. she's now like a high, high level performance golfer. That's awesome.
1: So I actually hear a story of, of it and how he can correlate it to the theory that's that's really cool
2: i think the biggest thing and not everybody's going to do this but the biggest factor that i can look at with regards to that early uh that early stage of kind of fun was her not getting the golf handicap you know even when people were trying to tell her to get it it didn't there was no pressure on her to try and get a handicap down or or whatnot she wasn't really focused on playing she played a couple of u.s kids tournaments but you know, off appropriate length golf courses and um, mm. everything we did was just, you know, we every lesson she went to, yeah, it was about developing some skills to play, but we just played, you know, sometimes I would play, sometimes we'd have a putting competition, you know, you know some other times there were some other kids there and we'd just be, you know, throwing tennis balls, see how far we could throw it, you know, those, those types yeah. of It's almost like she, I'm going to get a
1: little philosophical here for a second, but when the student, I I can't remember who it was, but they said, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. So she's almost left to, not her own devices, but ultimately she decided, didn't she? And then you had to manage the situation to adjust the training.
2: I think that's right. You know, I really do. And, And as we start, as I start to understand all these, you know, the theories and the research that's kind of gone on, I do think we have to be very in tune with that as well because we're not trying to force some, something onto a student. We, you know, these, these ideal scenarios, it's very much a case of reading the student as well because somebody may go through those levels or those stages at different times. Mm-hmm. But if we look at it and say, we have to do it at this stage, they might not be ready for it or we may have missed it. Yeah. So you just have to kind of look and see, and again, you know, I'll say have a relationship with, with the student. For me, I feel I've been very fortunate with Emily and, and a few others because they've had some trust in me and I've been able to see it, you know, and see it happening over a long period of time. Yeah, Whereas sure. I know that i I spoke to other coaches and they're like, well, you know, I may have worked with somebody for, you know, one or two years and they've kind of gone somewhere else. And I guess that's the nature of golf. And I feel I am pretty privileged in that respect to have been involved and kind of seen this journey to where it is right now.
0: Well, that was really cool, guys. We learned a lot. We got to get inside the minds of of the junior golfer and the parent relationship and kind of see what was going on. Um, hopefully everyone learns something from coaches to golfers to junior golfers to parents I, and I want to talk to parents specifically because I know that there are some listening to this some folks listening and if you are that's incredible because it means that you're actually trying to really help your your kid really help them be a great person and a great golfer and let's uh, let's see if we can bring together some of the best advice that we have here Stuart let's start with you what would be like your number one thing that you want to get get across to parents about how to help their child the most
2: I would say see it as a long term you know process that it's not just about you know now and results now, It's see you know as a journey that the, that the, everybody's on the coach, the parent and the player, and looking at a little bit more into the future about you know what's good for them as an individual and not just the golfer from a parent standpoint, and then the coach if, as part of that. To look at it from a, again a long term vision of where keeping that player in the
0: game. Awesome. And throw it over to Matt. What's your kind of best advice there?
1: Yes, mine. Although I'm not a parent yet, I will be one day. I I understand how you know if I was if I was a parent, I could understand how I'd really want to get more involved with with what my child has been coached and how they're being coached, and I'd probably be reading every article under the sun, but, and I'd be trying to get too involved, which because I'm a coach, I know can lead to a a toxic environment for everybody. Even though the, the intent is pure and it is only to help, it's just not productive. So quite simply for me, it would be, you know, parents be a parent and coaches Be a coach, you know, try to try to stay in your lane. And and what Stuart said, you know, it's you're all in it for the long run, but know your roles
0: and um, parents be parents, coaches be coaches. Love it. Super simple, but it means a lot. And if, you know, someone can embrace that and really have a big positive impact on Their relationship with their child and uh, their performance and learning and growth going forward. So thanks so much, Stuart, for for hopping on the show again. We always appreciate you coming on and sharing.
2: Yeah, thanks, Stuart. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on again.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Game Like Training Radio, powered by the Golf Science Lab. If you want to learn more about this podcast and all the other content, head over to GolfScienceLab.com to see everything. Make sure to check out the game-like training course that we put together. You can find that at training.golfsciencelab.com. And that is the game-like training course. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see y'all next week.